0: It's a car engine, isn't it? It's, it's, you, you accelerate if you're gonna, If you're going to just keep revving the engine of a car, it's, uh, it's going to break down.
1: You're so I, good with the analogies, are you? I love analogies. You, yeah, you do, do. You're really good. This is <laughs> what about I, other children and about them. If someone gets angry, that's absolutely okay to get angry, yeah? What's not okay is to hit someone, punch mm. someone, throw things. That's not okay. That's you not dealing with your anger. You can have anger. It's absolutely okay to have anger. <laughs> <Yesterday, laughs>
0: when I got, know, when I I got home yesterday, I said to <laughs> Nisha, I was like, I did that for 15 years of my oh, life God, I can't I just Twice
1: can't, can't. <laughs> this is like a therapy session
0: thanks <laughs> I, I, yeah if it was me I'd be like okay well i wake up in the morning and yeah because I was that 100% I don't eat I, I literally went years without touching sugar you know crisps junk food fast food fizzy drinks I mean I literally talked to some of my friends they were like yeah Sanjay at that time was boring <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it in mine when I watched Look the boy.
1: what's it got in here? It? I'm eating it.
0: <laughs> it tastes like it's oats. It like oh yeah, it really it. does. It's oats, isn't it? And it's got oats in it. Yeah, it's got oats in it. <laughs> this is a company I did uh, I did an event for. Mm. I did a video of film for. Um, I
1: love a bit of natural stuff. Yes. I'm all about the coconut oil. Coconut oil? Literally everything. You mean on everything. the body? Everywhere.
0: Everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, like coconut oil. Do you know what? I use coconut oil, my deodorant. Well, I've got such sensitive skin yeah. that if I use deodorants, normal stuff, they actually end up clogging up my pores and then making bad things happen to my armpits. Yeah,
0: maybe that's what
1: I've... I've I of... get like stinky of BO, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This is what happens to me. But
0: is that the that's deodorant? That's I thought a... it was a deodorant as well. It's it is, it absolutely
1: up. is. So do you know what? Since I stopped, and it was like when I got stressed as well, it would mm. be worse, right? So now what I do, I wash... My ex husband calls me vinegar pits. It's ridiculous. I wash my armpits with vinegar, no soap. And then I use coconut oil and then a tiny little dusting of bicarbonate of soda. How bad is that? What a weirdo. Don't tell anyone. I don't
0: think don't anyone. put that out. It's just, out just on the me, podcast. it's just me and you. It's just me and you, Lisa.
1: <laughs> just me and you and the thousands of people that listen to your podcast. No, but really that's I wish, I wish it was a
0: thousand.
1: That's what happens now. So that is my r- routine, my regime. And I use coconut oil as moisturiser before I get out of the shower I put it on wet my wet body. That's it. All natural. Love it. And now I've got whatever this oat shit is. <laughs> Should I try not to swear on
0: the podcast? Uh, you can you can say what you want. That's why I like doing a podcast, because I can say what I want. And can you actually know? Why not? Anything. Yeah, I can just put a, there's a little switch when you upload it saying if it contains explicit words, and you just flick that switch and it gets like a little parental guidance, you know, like oh, an NWA album.
1: So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the police. Yeah,
0: basically. <laughs> All right. um, so it doesn't matter. And um, I don't have any bosses. See? This yeah, is that's the good, right? There's yeah, no one saying I
1: it. I struggled with this for a long time. I don't know whether you did. But when, like, I decided I wanted to be kind of, you know, in the coaching. And obviously, I'm going to do podcasts of my own and put stuff out on Instagram. And the way that I come across, I did struggle with this for a while. Should I swear? Should I not swear? Because ultimately, I do swear quite a bit. But... So I want to be myself and I want to just be like, yeah, fuck it. This is me. However, I don't feel proud about the fact that I swear. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I do feel like I don't want to be that person that's really sweary. Why do you swear? I don't know because it just comes out. I have to really think about not swearing, right? So if I I set my intention for the day, today I'm not going to swear and then it's in my mind, then I can go without swearing. But if I don't do that, then it might just pop out. And plus, if I'm like annoyed or whatever, right. sometimes I do it for comedy value because it does make <laughs> me laugh. But <laughs> no, <laughs> there cause... must be other words. Like I love it when the kids say "ah oh, biscuits," you know, from Bluey. Yeah, do you yeah, watch Bluey? Yeah. yeah, I love. I Bluey. love that. Love I love Bluey. Bluey. One of my favourite shows. Oh, mine too. That yeah. when they say "ah oh, biscuits," I'm like, that's funny. I should yeah. say biscuits rather than fuck. <laughs> I'll try.
0: But right, so what? The reason I ask why do you swear mm. is because a lot of the time, I mean. I, I know I use it as punctuation or as part of like, like grammar. What's swearing? Yeah, because it's part of your, not punctuation is the wrong word, sorry. I use it as part of my vocab. It's kind of like mm. a descriptive, it kind of emphasizes points. Yeah. And whether that's right or wrong, uh, I, I, that's just come from upbringing, right? That's just come from school, from you know, your, your, your surroundings, yeah. uh, how you grew up. But I remember when I first met Anisha. And I would, you know, I would swear a lot. And She's
1: not a swearer, is she? She's not a swearer. She's a very calm, She's chill, not beautiful, a sp- laid back energy about her. There's no need for swearing. If only you knew. <laughs> like,
0: this is <laughs> like. No, but you're generally right. You're generally right. But when I, and when I used to swear, she'd be like, why are you swearing? I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not annoyed. I'm just, yeah. it's just how I talk, right? Yeah. And I feel like you're very similar in that way. You just. It's just how you this talk. It's just
1: how I express myself. Yeah,
0: you're not being, I don't think you're doing it. I'm certainly not doing it to be rude or offensive. No,
1: no, no, God, absolutely not. Yeah,
0: it's just the way that we speak.
1: But do you swear less now because she kind of pointed it out and then it made you reflect and think, well, actually... Or not?
0: Yeah, no, I do. Uh, And also, uh, Liliana. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I really, really try hard. Yeah, it's Um, bad
1: because I do swear at my kids and in front of my kids. Sometimes I call them fucking dicks. That's really bad. (laughs) Okay. But ultimately, don't judge me, Sanjay. I'm not judging you. (laughs) Don't Melanesia. Sometimes they really are dicks, and there's no other way that I can say other than stop being a fucking dick, please. I get it. That's bad. It's really bad. I get it. That's why I want to stop swearing because they don't swear. That's the thing. They don't swear. You'd think that having a parent that swears around them would make them sweary children, but they're not. Yeah. And actually, what they do, especially Georgia, who's five, she'll say, Mum, please, can you not swear? It's yeah, not yeah. necessary. I'm like, oh, fucking sorry. I'm joking. That. But that's the point. That's why I genuinely, I don't want to swear because I don't, when I listen to myself, I think it's not big and it's not clever, is it? No,
0: it's Maybe not. Maybe
1: when you are a little bit annoyed, sometimes there's no other words that will do, but.
0: Okay, no more swearing. But you you, you mentioned the whole swearing and going out on on the public eye and, and, you know, putting yourself out there. But it's, you know, should I swear? Should I not swear? And it's like, well, how genuine, you know, if that's your genuine self, Mm. if the real Lisa is someone who just naturally, you know, without trying to be rude to anyone, it it just, it comes out. Then I don't know. I I personally don't see a problem with it. I I I think the more genuine people are, the better the world will be, whether that's bringing out the good or the bad agree. in people. I, I think there's good in everyone, so there's 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 that there's that conversation to be had. But um, and you're gonna, you know, yes, you're gonna attract certain people, and you're gonna detract certain people, and I guess you just have to be okay with that. And- I
1: did have this very same thing very recently, where I kind of did feel like I needed to filter myself a bit to um to go out to the masses kind of thing. However, it kind of made me look and think, no, 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 because that's not what I'm here for. If I have to filter myself, then I'm not going to enjoy what I'm doing. And therefore, people aren't going to come towards me, right? Because it it won't be genuine, exactly that. So I feel like I need to be my 100% authentic, genuine self on a good day.
0: But but that's it, isn't it? But that's hard. It's really hard. That's hard because I know... And I know as someone who's been a people pleaser most of his life.
1: Oh
0: yeah, same. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> in that, I've always done things to to impress other people or to get the, the 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 approval of other people. And often that can be, oh, I shouldn't swear. Like for example, going online, I shouldn't swear because I won't get likes or follows. People won't like me. Yeah. And I think something I've discovered in the last, we were just kind of talking about this previously. In the last five years, is that since Lily was born, I've done a lot of inward self-development mm. and i've been looking inwards and part of that process for me has been to shed to try to shed this and i love um wrong chastity talks about this a lot about being a a people pleaser in, in recovery and and that's exactly how i feel it's like i'm a people pleaser in recovery, in recovery because i feel like you're always gonna yeah, have I that. guess
1: that i get that i totally get that because if you are that natural person yeah on empath if you
0: yeah.
1: Mm. I'm obsessed with these personality types, but yeah, if you are that person, then it's always going to be work. Right. That's what I say. I was just having a conversation with my friend not long before I got here and I said to her, look, I am in the best place that I've ever been because same as you is when you have kids, it makes you inwardly look at absolutely everything. And you do do a lot of work on yourself and oh my God, for eight years now, I've done so much work. I'm in the best place that I've ever, ever been. Mm. However, I'll always be someone that will struggle with depression. It's just the difference now is that I recognise, and she's the same, recognise when it's coming up, and now it might take me... A minute, an hour, two days is very quick turnaround because you recognise it and then you know how to get yourself out of it. But it will never go away. You'll never be able to just relax in the state that, yeah, I'm a happy-go-lucky person every single minute of the day. It takes effort every single day when I get out of bed. I have a choice and I make those choices and I do the work and it will always be the same. And I don't mind it because it's good work, right? But it will always be the same, same as people-pleasing. You're always going to be that way,
0: right? I agree. And I think this, you, what you said there is so beautiful because a lot of people when they go on this journey to, to to improve their mental health, they feel like there's an end point. It's like a destination. It's like, oh, I'm going to get to this destination one day where I'm not going to have depression. I'm not going to have any mental health problems. I'm not going to have anxiety and I'll be cured. And, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, neither of us are experts at this. So
1: No, of course. We know, right? We're but, experts on our own mental expi- health.
0: So I can talk about um, that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, you're right. I think once you... What happens is the more work you do yourself, you start to become more aware. And I think that awareness is key. And you recognise it. You know, yesterday... I talked about yesterday when I took Liliana to, to London. And, you know, it was trying because it was school holidays. It was a hot day. We had to get on the train. We had to get on the tube. We walked like 20,000 steps. So she walked like 45,000 <laughs> steps with her oh, little yeah. legs, right? She's double... Every <laughs>
1: forget st- about that, Every actually. step I take, she's
0: <laughs> taking like two, right? <laughs> so literally, she's done double the amount of steps as me. So it's like literally 30,000 steps. And there were moments yesterday where I could feel that, that, that side of me coming out. It's like just losing control or getting annoyed or someone barging you on the tube or, you know, all these little things. And, but I was aware of it. And yesterday, just as you said, I made a choice. I woke up in the morning and I said, today I'm going to have an amazing day with my daughter. I'm going to go out to London. I'm going to really enjoy it. And I'm not going to care what happens or what goes on. Mm. And all in all, I did. You know, I mm-hmm. got back and even she reflected and she had a good day. And and so I think just reckon you're so right. I think acceptance, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. when we talk about addiction or anything, it's like accepting, okay, there's a problem. I accept that there's something's not right. Okay, it's all good. Don't mm-hmm. not Judge yourself about it. This is where the self-compassion piece comes in. What can I do? In the future when this happens again. And that takes time, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And what you said was exactly the most perfect thing. And I'm talking about this um with the with my people at the moment is intentions. And it's like getting up in the morning, you set that intention that whatever happens today, I'm gonna to have a good day with my daughter. And what you'll find is that actually when things come up, like getting barged on the train or the busyness or stuff that might have triggered you before, because I said this to you before, you know, before we started recording. I, don't, I haven't taken my kids into London. I did. I drove to Camden the other day. But getting on the train, all of that stuff, the old anxious version of myself, that would have been too much. The mm. people, the busyness, the kids, the everything. But now I would do it and exactly like you because when you set your intention to whatever happens, because things are going to happen, there's going to be busy people, there's going to be all sorts of stuff going on. But if you're aware that you're going to make a choice that whatever happens, you're just going to take it as it is and, you know, get through it, then you're going to have that good day. And once you set your intention in the morning, if something comes up, it's like you remember that intention. So it clicks. Do you find that? Yeah. It like clicks in at that point.
0: Yeah, because you're reminded, you you, you get reminded because, mm. because you're more aware. And this is where awareness kind of comes into it, because you are more aware of yourself in every single way, right? It's not just about you know, awareness of, of our thoughts. It's awareness of everything, right? Body mm. awareness, all of these things. You do you do you do recognize that those feelings and emotions coming up, and I think mm-hmm. that's really, really important part of it mm. um, so
1: and then we've got the tools to do something at that point, right
0: yes, yeah, and i think so intentions, yeah, I think the this is something I do want to speak about because you know our brain is attracted to what we were thinking about, right no matter what you're, no matter what's in your head, that's what your reality turns out to be. Mm. So I, I, the only, the, the really good example I can think of is when I was younger and I used to be really into cars and, I, and he's really into cars and I've had this conversation with him. And I remember when I was looking for cars back in the day, it wasn't, you know, auto trader and you know, magazines, mm. there's no online, but I'd be looking at cars.
1: I used to do the same genuinely. I was
0: obsessed. Yeah. And I'll be looking at, and be, I knew which car I wanted with the Golf GTI Mark II. I was like looking at Golf GTI Mark II, an oak green, right? 16 <laughs> valve. I know exactly the one. And what would happen? I'd be looking at ma- these magazines and like everywhere. Yeah, everywhere I go, I go. I'm like, hold on, man. I'm seeing Volkswagen Mark II Golf GTIs, yeah, oak green everywhere. Has everyone suddenly got the car that I want to buy? No.
1: It's like when you want to have a baby and you, or you're pregnant or you want to be pregnant, and then all you see is pregnant people. Is that a brain thing, Sanjay?
0: It's your mind. It's you manifesting what you want to see in reality. So by you rem- telling yourself mm. or saying, I want to buy this car or I want to buy this handbag or I want to have a baby. When you go out there, your brain is attracted to that. So So is that
1: what it is then? You're noticing more. It's not that those things are being like you're attracting them vibrationally. They're not coming to you more. It's just that you're aware of them, so you're noticing them more. Yeah, exactly. Woo-woo. Why woo-woo works? I want to talk about this stuff because genuinely, I think that there's a there's a fine line between science and the woo-woo right but I actually think that they're linked and this is another thing that I've been thinking about a lot as a mindset coach. I will talk about depression. I will talk about the way that my mindset changed and you know I've absolutely turned my life around and how mindfulness and all of this sort of stuff. Mm. But ultimately there's still a gap for me. If you don't start talking about energy and vibration and the law of attraction and manifesting and all of that, I always think there's something missing. And again, it's that fear thing. If I start talking about all of this woo-woo stuff am I going to put people off are they going to be like that's rubbish however I just genuinely think that I can't because until you get that and until you're in that that's when everything changes for me I feel like
0: well first of all take that book and, and yeah, why go, and, and, go, go and read good? it yeah David Hamilton amazing is amazing it? Uh, does one. it
1: talk about the the science and the vibration and everything like that
0: absolutely he's Could... a PhD, he's a PhD doctor okay so. but is
1: he into that sort of stuff yeah, the woo-woo uh, yeah, all yeah right, he's good, all, all about the, the book.
0: all about the woo-woo
1: are you all about the woo-woo
0: I, I'm more about the woo-woo nowadays. Okay, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely (laughs) more about the woo-woo. And I like the word woo-woo because I think it describes it really well. Everyone, yeah. Because it's not, I don't like to call it religion or, I like to call it spirituality now and again. Yes. That's definitely something. Uh, I don't like to call it religion. I like to call it God, but there's definitely something. So I'm into this energy force and something else, you know, more powerful than myself. But going back to your question about is it is it the world kind of is it the power of attraction or is it your mind focusing? Making hey, you recognise it. That's a really good point. I don't know. See, I've always thought of it from the perspective of even the law of attractive, the law of attraction, the law of attractiveness, attractiveness, <laughs> law of attraction, that's law of attraction, uh, the law of attraction, and all of those things. I feel like I've always seen them as if you're thinking about it, that's what's going to happen.
1: Mm. Right? Is it but really, why though?
0: Because that's all you're putting. That's the thoughts you're putting into your head. Mm. That's all you're. You're just telling. What's what's. Aff- I mean, this is how I look at it. affirmations, right? I, d- I do affirmations. I know you do affirmations. Mm. And I'll write, you know, I am happy. I am calm. I'm an athlete. All these things that I write down. I love yeah, it's one of mine. Yeah, it's one <laughs> of mine. It helps me to stay on track. I
1: used to have this thing, and this is how I get out a lot of my anxious thoughts. So I had this thing where I'd repeat a mantra. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm capable. I'm determined. That was it. If I found myself stressing right. out, I'd just repeat those four things,
0: right. like affirmations. And yesterday in London, we were looking for lunch. I was hot. I was we were bothered. Lily was you know hot. She was bothered. It was mad it was packed the town was Mm. packed right we were trying to find lunch we went to a few places and i was really trying hard to find something healthy because i am an athlete (laughs) Um, and i was i was so tempted again this is where the awareness i was like oh do you know what sod it i'll just get a burger and some chips and just be done with it and then i remembered my affirmation so now what's that is that power of attraction is that my that, brain think, thinking, no, Sanjay, you're an athlete. Remember that you're an athlete. You shouldn't be eating junk food. What is that? But I think that's a mindset thing. And
1: I do. And I say this to the people that come to my workshops as well. It's like decide who you want to be and do everything to agree. be that person. Right. So that's a brilliant affirmation. I'm an athlete. So actually, when you're aware that that's who you want to become, who you are, yeah. then exactly you'll make the choices based on that. Absolutely where the law of attraction then comes in is if you were to sit back and just breathe and say, "I'm an athlete, show me some healthy food, then boom, all of a sudden there'd <laughs> right. just be things thrown at you right. that were healthy, 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 yeah,
0: yeah so <laughs> I, I, I de- yeah, I definitely think there's a there's a lot of power in in that, and certainly since I've started doing affirmations and taking them more seriously it's hard to quantify isn't it it's what, mm. this, is, this is where the woo-woo is right yeah, it's, like, absolutely. it's like but there's a difference it's a hundred percent a difference and i've also had a couple other people comment it in in me and people that don't know me that well it's not like anisha said you know oh yeah i've seen the changing of so people that don't know me that well says i've noticed this i've noticed that and i'm like oh okay and, and i know i don't know why and i think that's down that's all down to that but um
1: down to what, can you remember like one book you read or one thing that you learned or something that kind of made that change that people are now noticing? It's, it's,
0: I don't think it's this one, it's, 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 not a, it's one a journey, thing, it's, it's, like a, it's, a, yeah. it's a process. Like I said, it's been it's been over five years. Mm. I mean, if I think back, Lily's about to turn five in a, in a week or two on a couple of weeks time. So she's it's five years since she's come. Before she came, the last, the two years before that, I was really getting into meditation mindfulness. I wasn't doing it like seriously, but I was kind of interested in it. I was getting into it. So what's that, seven years? mm it's just been a journey that's just kind of gradually. If someone got on, if I knocked on someone's door and said, Hey, listen, right, I'm going to turn things around for you. I'm going to change your life. I'm going to make you more positive. I'm going to make you healthier. I'm going to make, improve your relationships. I'm going to do all of these things, but I need seven years.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And they'd be like, no. Sorry.
1: Yeah, but then that's why it takes us long. This is why we can now help people because it took us seven years, eight years, however long it was, to, to learn everything that we learned in the way that we did, right?
0: I'm not finished. No, yeah, God.
1: We, I don't think um, that we ever would absolutely, be. Absolutely, yeah. It's not 100%. like I'm seven
0: years and I'm a master. Oh, I, God, I'm a, no, yeah. absolutely.
1: But now I'm in a stage where I'm like, right, I want to get people who were like me, them years ago, and help them realise that you don't have to be like that. Life so, is not supposed to be hard. You don't have to feel sad. You don't have to get depressed. You don't have to... Do you know what I mean? Life doesn't have to be like that. We're supposed to be having fun. We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be feeling love every single day. And this is what I want to tell the world. Because I, I wish that I... You know, I had that. I wish that at some point someone would have said that to me and I don't know, but I suppose it's, it's a journey though. It's true. How yeah. you get into that.
0: Yeah. But like I said, it's seven years, it's it's gonna be another absolutely rest of my life. Right. And and, and I think for me, I've accepted that there isn't an end point. Like you said, I know, you know, people please are in recovery, you know, the depression, the anxiety, it's all there. Mm. It's all always gonna be there. And I think just accepting that it's always gonna be there. Yeah, we take, look at look at self compassion, right? Mm. We take self compassion. Self compassion is, you know, awareness of the suffering, awareness that I've, I'm suffering. Yeah, from this.
1: but without being a victim about it, right? Without
0: being a victim, agreement in the meaning in that in that you know that this is a shared human experience. If you're feeling it, if you're thinking it, another human has felt. Yeah, not, yeah. Thought, you're not true. the. It's not a unique experience, right? And this is this is something that I've that's been a ma- major shift for me. It's like, do you know what? Everyone goes through this. Everyone at some stage of their life is gonna experience this, so it's all good, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, what action can I take to relieve my suffering? Mm-hmm. That's not gonna be harmful to me. And I think that has helped me. Yeah, so if you want to ask me what one, if there's only one thing, that understanding of self-compassion has really, really helped me to manage my own feelings and my own thoughts, because it's just made me think, okay, well, what's the smallest, you know, on some days it literally is, what's the smallest thing I can do today that's gonna, let's take. I'm an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a day I don't feel like an athlete, what's the smallest thing I can to do today that's going to be an action like an athlete? Right? And that might just be drinking my water wherever it's gone. It's down there. It might just be drinking, making sure I get my water in, mm. which I make sure I do that every day anyway. But if I align that action with my value or my affirmation of, oh, well, I'm doing this because I am an athlete, mm. it's almost like I, I, I look at that as a rep in a gym. Right, uh, we know this. You're a you're in, you're Pilates instructor. If we go to the gym, we do. We, it's not just one rep, is it? It's several reps that make that muscle stronger. So the more times I can tell myself, me drinking water is aligned to my affirmation and my values of being an athlete. Me going out with my daughter is aligned to my value of loving my family and wanting to have a happy, you know, happy home. Me doing this podcast what you get the idea yeah, right? yeah. and all,
1: then it becomes like a habit that you don't have to think about because then before reps. you know it you're just that they're reps
0: yeah they're reps every time and you know mm. and i think that well, all what is that rep the rep is just an awareness mm. the rep of is just me recognizing hey i'm drinking water because i want to be healthy and i'm an athlete okay. right and it's like I, I talk about this when i coach mindfulness you know when, we, when i coach mindfulness and you know people say well you know i can i can i can't do this meditation mindfulness because i'm always thinking about something i'm like well that's that's good that you're thinking about something because you're supposed you're not supposed to be not thinking yeah. right and all i say to them is when you start thinking about something which you shouldn't be thinking about which is you know maybe it's your breath and you start thinking about something else recognize it yeah yeah cuz that recognition oh look i'm thinking about something else instead of my breath that's a rep yeah
1: then
0: you pull that in and say, right let me pull that effort in focus on my breath oh i'm thinking about something else pull it back in that's another rep and the more you do I that i love that analogy
1: that's so amazing the
0: more you do that the stronger
1: the that stronger gets stronger so that... actually then yeah it's like rewiring your brain isn't it and it Absolutely. does it that yeah i love that
0: and that and i ask and i always say to people you know if it was this was a, if this was the fitness scenario if this was the gym someone comes to the gym day one they want to get strong legs they go to the gym they leave the gym have they reached their goal yet no, they haven't. They haven't got strong legs yet. But they know that if they continue to do the action of going to the gym and training their legs, they're going to get strong legs one day. Yeah. And it's the same with this. And the problem with just like going to the gym, just like doing this, you may not feel the benefits, right? You may go to the gym the first time and just think, oh, feels so bad terrible and i'm sore and i'm aching, and i'm tired where some people go to the gym first time and think oh that was really good i feel they get the endorphin and right. i
1: am such a giver-upper if i don't see immediate results in things i am that person that will just give up and it's taken me all of this time to now understand about progress and about you know exactly what you say about the work and the work and the work because otherwise it's like oh no i'm not i'm not fit yet i'm just not gonna bother
0: you're not alone <laughs> that. you, I am, that's
1: everyone I know right? everyone. oh I, don't, I can't see wanna, the results of this oh I ran like, on the treadmill for 20 minutes I'm not size 8 so yet what the yeah I've had that okay it's not just me I've literally
0: had <laughs> I've literally had someone pay for 10 personal training sessions up front right so 10 that's a quite a commitment yeah. and then they turn up for one and then I don't see them for a couple of weeks and then I call them up and so say what's going on and they're like well it didn't work like, what didn't work <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not kidding you I'm not kidding you Oh God! And it, it, there is this expectation of this Insta culture. I I talk yes. about it all the time. It's like we want things now. We want things yesterday. I want a pizza. I get it on my door. I, I repeat oh, myself. God, I've said yeah. this. I've said this line so many times in this podcast. People mm. are getting bored of me, but <laughs> it's true, right? We. It's it is not true. A, your brain is two million years old or whatever it is, right? Yeah, and it
1: does take a long time to retrain your brain and rewire it, and it's about. Yeah, like, this is huge. I'm going to go away and think about my values and think I'm not an athlete. I don't want to be an athlete. <laughs> but, like, do you know what I mean? Because you've just opened my eyes so much. Like, I've never thought of it that way. I always do setting intentions and things like that. But ultimately, you're right. You are a, I am a X, Y, Z. Trying- and then everything, the more that you do it every single day, if you get up in the morning and remind yourself, I am a whatever, whatever, then actually your actions will align. And it's true, it does take time, but actually that's where the universe comes in because it will support you in those things, happened right?
0: Without, without you thinking. Like, for example, yesterday I, had to, I consciously remembered you are an athlete. And I think because I was, so what I, I'll dig into is what happened. I, I couldn't find anything healthy. Right, so there was, we went to several shops, sandwich shops, and I was getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was getting frustrated is because I really, really, really didn't want to eat anything unhealthy. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I've been saying this affirmation for a long time, I've been trying for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, then it, it, and these are the moments, aren't they? The, yesterday was a perfect moment where I could have easily just said to myself, ah, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm here with my daughter. I'm having a nice day out. I'm just going to eat whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, that's okay. So if I was listening out there and you and you you find yourself doing that, I don't want I don't want you to beat yourself up about yeah, it. yeah. that's okay. But for me, I just made a promise to myself that this week was gonna be a week because you know, Kai was born. And I remember when Kai was born, me and Nish said, you know what? Let's give it a couple of weeks. Just let's not worry about anything. Let's just enjoy it. Let's spend time with him. Be present. Eat whatever. Mum was cooking food for us. We were eating whatever. And we just let it go. And we said, right, two weeks are gone. It was three weeks, really. But two weeks are gone, <laughs> right? Again, it went to three weeks. And so we didn't, I didn't cry. We didn't beat ourselves yeah, up. It. it was like, it's all right. So three weeks are gone. And this week was, I'm going to get my shit together. And that was what it was. Right? So it's
1: now you've set yourself up to be an athlete. And you've kind of got quite rigid things. So you're perfectionist like me, right? So things don't go. So in that moment, rather than being like, I'm an athlete and getting really frustrated, it it was like either I'm an athlete, I'm going to get something healthy, or fuck it, I'm going to have a burger and fries. But ultimately, right. there could have been somewhere in the
0: middle. That's what happened. Oh, good. So again, like I said to you earlier, what said, what's the next, what's yeah, the yeah. one step I can take right now? These are my choices.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't find what I
1: want. Athlete or couch potato. <laughs> no <nowhere> in between.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but it, no, the, no, there wasn't in between. So yesterday it was like, what's the smallest thing I can do? Right. So if I can't find the super healthy meal that I want, that's yeah. going to nourish me like an athlete. Right. Um, what's the closest, what's thing, the closest to thing to yeah. that? What's the closest thing to that? And that's okay. Right? That so, is okay. So it was a baguette from 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 Pret, which had some veggies and some, you yeah, know, it was relatively healthy. I didn't get crisps. I didn't get a fizzy drink. I just had water. Yeah. And I felt good. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because don't you think perfectionism, that's the other thing that I suffer Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Maybe you, I don't know. But perfectionism it is a thing because actually in that moment is exactly that, right? You either go from one extreme to the other. If you can't, you know get to your own high expectations of yourself, then you're just like, oh, this, what's the point? I'm going to give up. But that's another brilliant thing I'm going to take away from today. What is the closest thing yeah. I can get to that?
0: Because you're right as a...
1: As a... I'm writing this down, Sanj. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can get a copy of this later. Um, what I was going to say. Yeah, so it's... I've lost my train of thought. I was going to say. Sorry. But it's... Okay. Um, I was talking about um, the smallest thing I yeah, could do. Yeah, the
1: smallest, next best thing or the next best... Better feeding, yeah. Thing,
0: so it was it, it, in that moment, and the you, sorry, you mentioned. Yeah, I remember now. It was the expectations of yourself, mm. and for me, that comes from my past because I was that one hundred percent. I don't eat. I literally went years without touching sugar, you know, crisps. Junk food, fast food, fizzy drinks. I mean, I literally, you talk to some of my friends. They're like, "Yeah, Sanjay at that time was boring," right? <laughs> and I was, but I was in such a headspace that. Yeah, but I didn't was it so-
1: make your mental health much much better at, at those 100%. times? Yes, yeah, I was. See.
0: I was not. If you, if I was in the situation like I was yesterday, I would have just been like, Do "You know what? I'm okay. I'll go without. I'm cool." I'm good because that was the headspace I was in at the time.
1: But did you not notice? Sorry, I know we're going off piece now, but this is a very, very interesting and important subject really close to my heart. Did you not? Because you're obviously someone like me that suffered with mental health and stuff like that. During those times of you eating that cleanly, did you not find that your mental health was just easy?
0: Absolutely. Mm. Because life was easy. What I meant by that, what I mean by that is that I didn't have a wife. I didn't have any children. I was living overseas on my own, away from like family and the stresses of family and everything else that that brings with it. I was living in a hot country. I was working in a career that I really tried hard to transition. Again, talking about manifestation, mm. talking about the story and transition from a corporate career into a personal trainer. I was doing those things. So talk about, the affirmation of I am an athlete, that's what I was living, right? I was living that way. So I was 100% adherence. And now, and this is what I've been working on the last five years in that I'm not that, that same Sanjay anymore. Mm. And that's okay, right? But I can still exhibit behaviors that are towards that. Now, if I, and now if I think back to what my values were at the time, right? So if, so if I look back to that, that time when I was doing that, what were my values? Well, my values were that... I really, really valued wanting to become a personal trainer, right? Because I wasn't one. Mm -hmm. So for me at the time, I was like, right, if I want to become the best personal trainer that I can, what's the bare minimum I need to be doing? And a clean diet is definitely one of those. So because I wanted to become a personal trainer so badly, a clean diet was so important towards that, that it wasn't even a question for me that I'm going to eat a clean diet, right? It's just like, right, I'm going to do what? I think I don't think all good PTs eat a good diet, but I'm going to think what I think a good PTs diet should look like. So I ate a good diet. Now, I don't have that same value, right? It's not I want to be the best PT. Well, what is it? Well, I just want to be healthy. I want to be there for my children. I want to play with Kai and f- kick football around with him mm. when he's you know when he's eight or nine and, and, and when I'm nearly approaching fifty. You know all <laughs> these things, right? Yeah. So it's a different it's a different set of values. Yeah. I'm not training like I was then. But that's okay. As long as I train, as long as I do something.
1: Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So, do you think that that what you eat affects your anxiety levels and your mental health and stuff like that? Hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Hundred
0: <laughs> uh, percent. There's probably science behind this, and, and I know there is, but I don't have it off the top of my head. But yeah, for sure, it does. It do-
1: literally. This is why me. I'm. I'm. This is why I'm so interested in it because I still struggle. Yeah, I'm a recovering eater of sugar, drinker of everything. I don't do on a, on a good day. I don't do caffeine. I mean, I definitely don't do caffeine unless it's my birthday and someone makes me drink nine espresso martinis and I don't sleep for a whole weekend. But no caffeine, no refined sugar or flour, no alcohol, no processed food, no chemicals of any time. And when I'm like that, and this is where I will go back to. Do you know why? Because it's like I am so on cloud nine from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, nothing can rock that. You could literally throw, I mean, the last few weeks when I was on this, I had a breast cancer scare. I was doing a... Um, organising a carnival for like 500 odd people. I got back in contact with uh, my long distance lover who's just really, really complicated. So much stuff, I quit my job. So much stuff was happening over those two weeks and all of that did not rock me once because my diet was so clean. I did not have one level of anxiety, one level of any doubt in my mind whatsoever. And now, because after the carnival, I needed to celebrate, fell off the wagon and now I'm just like, I can't even cope with just tiny little things. Yeah. I'm a is anxious mess. Like, help me. I want to give up everything. That's the point, though, because no one gets it. If you haven't done that and gone so clean, if you're someone that suffers with anxiety and depression and you haven't done that thing where you've gone clean even for a week, it's like no one gets it. You don't get how clear your mind is and how... Mm-hmm incredible things and you teach about gratitude and appreciation but when you've got none of the chemicals messing with your brain it's like you just look at something and the gratitude and appreciation is just there i know i've gone off on a mad no
0: no, no 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 it's 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 so true and i think
1: it's like i'm constantly testing it i'm constantly not believing it will actually know a little bit of sugar is fine and i can have a little bit here and a little bit there and before i know it i'm like back to my old ways of having to wake up in the morning and go no lisa you're fine writing in my journal and doing my meditation like i don't want to have to work that hard yeah. And it's easier for me to just give up
0: everything. Yeah. I 100% agree. I know, but it's so hard. It's hard. (laughs) But, but this is the thing, right? I think it's not about, for me anyway, right now. And I think this is something I try to espouse to everyone. It's not about that 100% adherence, is it? It's like you said, when you were going through that period. That's
1: the point. It's like if I I don't 100% adhere to it, I swear to God, it's like being an alcoholic. And I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, talk about that because I don't really understand it however it is an addiction so it's like being an alcoholic for example once you are clean every day you take it as it comes and you don't just go oh I just have a beer here a beer there that's it forever you don't do it and I kind of feel like that's where I want to get although that sounds extreme but the benefits of not doing all of these things is so high I feel like I want to get there I genuinely want to give up alcohol forever
0: so if you're not doing it if you're not 100% Adhering to not doing, mm. having these these things. Mm. What's the alternative? What do you mean? As in Like, is it so like what you said to me earlier, it's like I'm either on or off. So is it like you're either doing it all the time or you don't do it at all?
1: No, because I am currently I'm um, I'm doing it to the best of my ability. Mm. But like his summer holidays are always hard, right? So I'll have yesterday I had a, a toasty on brown bread, but I know that in that brown bread there'll be sugar, there'll be chemicals that will affect it. And until I've gone completely clean for three days, that's when it all gets out of my system and that's when the good work comes, right? Mm. But yeah, so I'm kind of not all or nothing at the moment. But I want to get to this. I don't know. It's like it's too hard.
0: <laughs> I don't think you need to be all or nothing, Lisa. This is it. This is this is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't. You don't. You have to be kind to yourself. Yeah. It. It don't have to be all or nothing, right? You can. You can experience all of those things, and, and I see when. You're right about the food and the the, the chemicals and the effects. It's harder work. This is why I've given up alcohol. Yeah. Right. It's coming up. Anisha's birthday's in three days. It's gonna be three days. It's gonna be a twelve month anniversary that I've not touched a single drop of alcohol. And do you know what? That's been one of the hardest things, yeah. believe it or not, right? And I'm not people listening to some are saying you're you're a liar, but I'm not a big drinker. I've never been a big drinker, right? Yes, well, there was I should have lie. Once upon a time in my life, I was a big drinker. But in the last 10 years, I've probably really cut down a lot anyway. Yeah. And the last year, as I said, and I, and do you know what? I, I told you about this before. I tried to give up alcohol. For, for years I yeah but well this
1: my, is where i am at now
0: i tried to give alcohol for years and at first do you know what i did like you said i went cold turkey and yeah. i'm was like, i not gonna have it not gonna have it not gonna have it and then i'd then i'd succumb right and then i'd have that moment a weekend would come and this was usually when i lived when i lived in dubai it hasn't happened to me back here. got friends and you succumb and what do you do you beat yourself up Ah, mm. oh, that alcohol i might as well just just fall off the wagon right and then it's that all or nothing approach again and what actually got me to this point where i am now where i can Hopefully in three days, I'm you know, not going to fall off the wagon in three <laughs> days, but it wasn't going cold turkey. You know, I did that. And then there were periods where I said, so, right, you know what? I'm going to go the entire week uh, without drinking five days a week. Mm. And a lot, lot of people do this and, and that, and I did that. And then I would have a little bit on the weekend. And then it went from that to, do you know what? I'm only going to do it on certain occasions, like birthdays, you know, Christmas, play, you know, certain occasions, yeah. festivals, whatever it might be. And then I did that. And then, you know, so it was an evolution from there. Mm. And then last year, it just got to the point where I wasn't, I just wasn't enjoying it. And I remember I went out for dinner for Anisha's birthday and we had a one glass of champagne, one glass of champagne. And I just... Didn't enjoy it. It just
1: it affects your sleep and everything, yeah. doesn't it? It affects my energy instantly, absolutely. my emotions. It affects my sleep. Absolutely everything. And that's the point. It's not like I don't want to do it just because of any other reason. I want to do it because I have experimented for ten years now of the food and the not food. So of me being completely clean, the difference is incredible. I have to work hard on my mental health every day. When I'm clean eating, there's no work. There's no work involved. There's just no work involved. I get up in the morning. There's just no work involved. I know that's crazy, but it's just like, so it's a choice for me. It's either do you have those moments where you don't be so controlled about what you eat, but then the mental health, there's work involved. You have to journal, you have to meditate, you have to, you know, speak through things and stuff like that. Or do you just go, no, it's not worth any of that and just live the happiest, most energetic life I've ever lived.
0: So you need to do what I was saying earlier, link link a behaviour... Yeah, with the, the value, right? So you can wake up in. Oh, I'm not telling you what to do, but... Yeah, please, I you want you to. <laughs> this is
1: like a therapy session. Thanks, Sanj.
0: I, 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 yeah, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll wake up in the morning and yeah, I would write down, I feel good because I didn't have a drink last night.
1: Mm.
0: Right? So if you're linking the feeling because you're feeling good and, and, yeah. and you link it with the fact that I didn't have a drink then that can only get, again, it's a rep. So maybe it's just you... that
1: I'm kind of where you were before you gave up, because I am now. I'm in that stage where I'm not all enough. nothing. I'm not like, oh, I've done it now. I might as well go nuts. I've done it now, but I want to get back, but I'll be kind to myself, but I still eat really, really healthy and still do my fasting and stuff like that. However, I might just have a cheese toastie or something like that, that I know. So it's like, I'm getting there. Yeah. So maybe I just need to be kind and just...
0: So just work on one thing, Yeah. right? So the alcohol is, 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 is clearly, I, I know it's something you really want to do.
1: To really want to drink but also in the sun. You really enjoy it. In the sun and a cold beer. I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. But you know, I, it's, <laughs> Is it I, when it? I went to Mexico just a few months, a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, without any alcohol. no alcohol. That was tough. That was tough. Only the first day. Because I got the, you know, you get this holiday. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the yeah. beach, it's Mexico, you know. And I did feel like, oh, I could really do with a beer or a cocktail right now
1: because that's the thing it's circumstantial so actually when you went to Mexico it was like this is in this environment this is the action that I would normally be taking right so it's about being able to go into those environments and then think differently like well I'm in this environment and that's what I would have used to have done however I am now an athlete Yes. So I'm going to do it this way.
0: Yes, and I remember sitting at a table with with, with for dinner or lunch with uh, in Mexico, and I said to Anisha, I was looking at the, you know, they always give you the drinks menu automatically, so I always look at it, and I was like, and there was a cocktail, and I was like, do you know what? And I said, I've been I've been going through this in my head for the last couple of days. I'm just going to have a cocktail. And She's like, yeah, do it. I said, like, I'm not going to beat myself. I'm on holiday, so last holiday before Kai's born, you know, and and I I really feel like it's been the year. And then suddenly I was like No actually And then a waiter came and he asked me what do you any drinks and I was like I'll just have a water please Yeah And that's what came out of my mouth and then yeah. l- at least she looked at me and went I thought you're having a drink I was like No oh, i changed change my mind.
1: Yeah see I've i I've been in that thing and I feel like that's the reason, isn't it? You've just got to take every moment as it comes and yes, give yourself permission to No, do you know what I'm gonna I've done that recently, just in the last few days. I've been like, No, do you know what? I do want a glass of wine now. I'm gonna have a glass of wine. Then when it comes to it, I think
0: no, it's not. No, don't need it. Not worth it. Do you it. really want to have this. exactly? That's all I said to myself when I when I was when I said to it and I committed to Anisha. Like, I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. I the, and I was waiting for the guy to come. I just said to myself, I, I, something said it to me. Where there's the world, right? Do you really want to have this drink?
1: Yeah.
0: And then I thought, well, it's it was what May, it's a couple of months is a year. I. I remember the reasons I gave up in the first place, right? And then this is this is the thing. And I said, if I have a drink right now, what's the what benefit am I gonna get? What's gonna change? Right? Is is anything in this experience gonna drastically change? And all I thought about was like, I'm gonna feel tired,
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna
0: feel lethargic, I'll probably feel sleepy, it's quite hot. Yeah. And then I'll probably feel a bit dehydrated and
1: I'm not, i don't, have a water, please. <laughs> so actually, this is a, exactly, we've almost gone full circle back to awareness because that's exactly what it is now. People and us before you speak without thinking, you act without thinking, you eat, you drink, you do whatever without thinking because you're not aware and you're just doing it. But when you actually slow it down and put a gap in between why am I doing this and then the action, that's when it becomes everything changes, right? You, you hit, it's that
0: awareness. You hit the nail on the head. You said... Slow it down. Yeah. You have to just take a minute. If anyone is someone that's sped through life, it's me, right? I've always, always on a mission. Always on a mission, right? Sanja's always on a mission, right? <laughs> me too. Do you uh, think you've
1: got ADHD? I genuinely I have diagnosed com- myself. It's like uh, my brain is always on 800 different things, right? And when I get these things, I'm like, so, yep, yeah, I can absolutely do that, blah, 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 blah. And it is very much like that, isn't it?
0: You're, you're the my, same. My mind is like... Yeah. You know, when I, I watched Rain Man the other day, and I was saying to oh me, I'm not as smart as him, but like, I feel like I my brain's like that. Yeah, my just,
1: friend just, Angela, she said to me... A, 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 about a year ago, like I've known her for like 30 odd years since I was really, really small. And she said to me a couple of months or whatever, she said, I don't know anyone whose brain works like yours. You just don't, you're just constantly on it. There's always something. You're on it, you're on it, you're on it. And I'm like, is that not normal? I just thought everyone was like that. But now I'm realising, no, not not everyone. I mean.
0: <laughs> no, and I do, yeah, I do, I do, I do get that.
1: Um, just like constant, yeah, and it's just about slowing down, right? And
0: I think when, you sl- when I've slowed just... Understanding that when you slow down,
1: just a gap,
0: like you said earlier, just sit back, yeah, let things happen, don't try to make everything happen. Yes. And I know there's this whole thing about action, mood follows action, you but sometimes you just sit mm. and just
1: Because otherwise, how do you know what action to take? This, again, links us back to the law of attraction and about manifesting and stuff like that. Inspired action is the best action you can take. And inspired action comes from within. It comes from you knowing what your intention is. You know you're an athlete. You know that you want to do X, Y, Z. And you give yourself enough space to sit back and let it come. And then the thoughts come up. Oh, I need to do this. And then that inspired action, if you then... Make it happen, rather than fear kicking in and saying, "Oh no, I don't think I'm good enough to do that." Then that's that's it. Yeah. That's the key to life. We've just sorted everyone's problems right there. So just, just send
0: this out to, <laughs> just it, send yeah. this out to every single mobile phone in, in the world.
1: It. Yeah, just that's all you got to do,
0: and, and then the game over. I'll give you an example. The other day with Kai, so um, he was sleeping next to me, and um, this was early on when he was um, when he was just born, and he started wriggling and crying a little bit. Now. In the first couple of days, I would straight away, he's crying, he's moving, he's wriggling, take action, right? Mm-hmm. I need to do something to help this child, right? He's not, he's not happy. And then I couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And then it happened a, a couple of days later and I reminded myself, just, just wait, just see what happens. And he was next to me, he was sleeping, but he was wriggling and he started moaning a bit. And I just put my face a little bit closer to his, not touching, just put it a little bit closer to his. And then he kind of rolled over he opened one eye right? <laughs> and he, and he kind of saw, I don't know, he can't see properly, right? But he obviously saw or smelt me. And then he closed his eye and he just was quiet and he went, and he went back to sleep. Aww. And it was really cute. It was really. That but really that was a cute. perfect example of me saying, do you know what? Let me just wait yeah. and see what happens here. And all I did was okay. I took some action by moving my face closer, but all I was trying. Yeah, to, but
1: that would have been inspired action because there's something that rather than you thinking, right, what have I got to do, panicking? You actually just sat back, and that was the inspired action to I, just gently something told you just put your face near his. So
0: since he's been born, I've rem- and I've been really getting into uh, evolutionary biology uh, recently, just understanding how where we come from and why we do certain things, mm. and it's so fascinating. And I know you'd love it as well. And I reminded, I remembered. Or reminded myself that okay, here's a new child, new baby, a new mammal coming to this world. All he has instincts for the only the only reasons he's going to be unhappy, right? Because he's hungry, mm-hmm. because he needs cleaning. He's you know he's, that needs a nappy changing. He feels unsafe, right? Or he's not feeling well. Mm-hmm. There's four. There's probably a couple. More, but there's four okay. basic things, right? So if he's not hungry, and he's not cold or he's not hot. Um, then it's probably safety, right? So I, all all those I, when he's uncomfortable, especially when he's sleeping, just let him know that you're there, right? Yeah. And it doesn't take much, and and it's just a very basic human need. Yeah, just to feel love, just right? to feel, just to feel safety and mm. and security. We could
1: do a whole another podcast oh, on that. Yeah, God,
0: oh, totally. Um, so, <laughs> but my, but, but that I think that's just helped me just to slow down a little bit and mm. just observe, let things happen. And I think sometimes if you just let things happen, slow down, then then the, the, the right things will happen. This right? is
1: exactly the lesson that I needed right now. I feel like this is exactly what I needed to be reminded of. Because when you do, you get inside your own head and you're anxious and stuff like that. It's like you're then taking action constantly because you're trying to you know, work from a place of fear or a place of panic and you just do loads of things. But exactly right, if you were to just trust that everything will be okay and just sit back... Then the right thing will appear, and
0: yeah, it's control, isn't it? Yeah. it anxiety for me is a lack of control, Absolutely. right? It's when I can't control a c- scenario or a situation. My that brain that we talked about, mm. it just goes haywire. It's just like, no, I need to, I need, I need to know. I need data. I need input. Yeah, I need yeah. to know where's this going to go, right? And and that that's when the slowing down bit comes in. It's just like, hey, do you know what? And this is what this is literally what I say to myself. Right? I literally like, hey, Sanj, everything's all right. Yes, all right, everything everything's still the same
1: everything will be okay
0: everything uh, this is now right everything is now whatever's happening what, just just ground just about just just, just one ground thing just now. ground yourself whatever's going on right and and that honestly that just a little bit of slowing down like on the tube yesterday i'd close my eyes and we were only going like a stop and a, and getting off and a stop and a getting off or whatever I just close my eyes and just breathe mm. while i sat on the tube
1: breathing all that dirty air yeah, whatever. Come it's home just, and get black snot out yeah. your
0: nose. Do you know what? When I got home yesterday, <laughs> Sorry, when I got when I got home too. yesterday, I was said to us like, I did that for fifteen years of my oh life. God, I can't. I just, twice can't. a day. And I just got to think how many t- I mean, completely going off topic here, but I did think that yesterday. I was like, oh my God. How many how many hours how many years of my life have I wasted sitting on this on on a train oh, on I hate on, a, it. on a metal tube going under, Breathing under in the, all of that dust don't. that's
1: what used to do it for me. I grew up in Walthamstow in London, yeah, so obviously, but I wasn't one of them people that wanted to go up london to to do anything, <laughs> but got, honestly my got my friends know how difficult it was to get me on a train, yeah. and that's when I lived in London, and now even more so, I'm like, a country go up heart yeah.
0: Um, I don't know how we got into that. Oh yeah, meditating, Me. just 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 talking just be, about just, that, just being yeah, body's. just being mindful on the train. So yeah, just slowing down. That's what we're talking about. Slowing down. Honestly, just this the whole slowing down thing. I think is so powerful. Um, so powerful. And I'm trying to in, I'm trying to get it, introduce it into Lily as well. Like just you know just enjoying the moment, just they slowing do down. They do pick
1: up off of us. Like, this is the, the whole reason that I do all of the mental health work that I've done over the past years because like I don't want my kids to grow up like I did. I I I don't want to be this anxious mess and pass that on to my kids. I want my kids, do you know what I mean, to yes. have – and this is why everything that I do is exactly for that reason now yes. for my kids because yes. we want to instill the good values in them. And we don't want them to panic and freak out like we do. No,
0: absolutely. And and, yeah. and, and, and I've picked up on it. I've noticed some behaviours and actions and words in Lily and I and I know she's got that from from, from what mm. we do and how we behave. So just trying to help her to slow down. She loves she loves doing affirmations. Like it's so cute. And Anisha Anisha did this to be fair. I talked about this on the podcast with with Natalie, but she's doing her own affirmations now. Um so I hope just through
1: I think this is how you... diffusion. Yeah, but it is though, because when you are, and this is what I'm big on, and this is what I teach people a lot of the time, and what I keep reminding myself is that when you are the best version of yourself, it brings out the best in absolutely everyone else, right? So the, the thing, the work for us to do is just to keep being the best that we can, making mistakes for sure, but being the best that we can always, because then it will just inspire everyone else to be the same. And most of all our kids, which is the most important thing. Like Ernie, I asked him the other day, he's eight years old, and I asked him to describe manifestation to someone that was, that was never heard of it. It's incredible. He does like mindfulness um, presentations on PowerPoint and stuff like that. Amazing. Just because of the stuff that we talk about and the stuff that, do you know what I mean? I Whatever. And I think goods because that's what we should be teaching our kids now. That's 100% what we should be teaching our kids is how to... Be happy humans, our kids go to. Um, But what they do in one of the first things that you go is like they give you a percentage wise on how much is learnt from school and how much is home. And the shift doesn't happen until they're well into their teens where Mm -hmm. they get more from school than they do at home. So I think that's a really, really important thing that everybody should be aware of is that we teach. We send our kids to school and think that that's where they're doing most of their learning. But that is, in fact, false information. They're doing the majority of their learning at home until they're a certain age and then it tips in the other way. Okay. So
0: I agree with that. I'm going to reflect on my experience of that. Yeah. Right. I totally agree with what you said. I think everything is that in my experience, when I went to school to me, everything that was happening at home was wrong. Right. So for me, I, when I was growing up, I, was like, everything that was happening at school, I will cotton on, oh no, this is how you do things. Because, the way you think, because I grew up, my parents were immigrants, first generation, I'm first generation born, you know, Indian, British Indian into this country. When I was born, and I'm the oldest child as well, um, we, they did everything a certain way, right? And it was very different, I grew up in Essex as well, mm. right? So it was very different to what everyone was doing at school. So when I went to school, I was like, well, hold on a minute, this is how everyone's doing everything. This is what the teachers say. This is what the, my, my mates are doing. This is what my mates are having for dinner. This is, you know, they go and play football. They watch it. Whereas at home, it was very different. So I wanted to be more like the people at school. Yeah. So I feel like i am been very heavily influenced by what I learned at school and my surroundings at school. So yes, you are right. Your family, your upbringing definitely brings something, but there can be some situations, certain circumstances where, that child is kind of almost rebelling against what's happening at home.
1: So do you think then that's why your kind of your onus is more important and what they're learning at school? Because of that, because of the experience that you had, it was very important because actually your home life. But then, you know... I wonder if what you are saying is basically as much as we can do all of this good mindfulness stuff and all of this good teaching our kids at home. If they see something different at school, they might rebel against what we're doing and then go that way, right?
0: Let's take the example. My my parents are Hindus. Mm. They're quite, I'd say, compared to people I know, they're relatively strict Hindus. Yeah, Yeah, they're, they're vegetarians. They pray. They do all these things. They do all the festivals, right? If you study Hinduism, it's fascinating. Yeah. it's all about spirituality it's all about mindfulness and meditation and oh, this is the and thing. manifestation I think religion and is karma and yeah you know being kind to your neighbor all of those things it's all it's about right mm-hmm. now that's what they did at home mm-hmm. i totally rebelled against it yeah, i was but... like this is nonsense why do i have to wear this stupid flower on my head but that's the point
1: isn't it it's like because i think that all religion in its very crux yeah we obviously we probably shouldn't talk about religion but i think all religion in its very very core is all about spirituality it all comes from the same thing however how it's then been interpreted and how different things and different cultures do different things i think that's where in the changes come and where perhaps that's where you rebelled against because actually as part of the hinduism that your parents had was quite strict in certain ways and you had to wear things that you didn't want to wear for example right. whereas the way that we are with our children is a bit more free we do believe in spirituality and about mindfulness and stuff like that but we wouldn't necessarily force them to sit down in a corner and meditate for 20 Absolutely. minutes otherwise they're not going to be able to do whatever right and also we don't force them to wear what they want to wear I mean you've seen the kind of things that my kids go to school and yeah sometimes I just can't be dealing with the ag but do you see what I'm saying so hopefully we won't. they won't rebel because actually we're not that rigid in what we're teaching them.
0: Yeah, yeah? I, I, totally. I think it was because... Fingers crossed. No, you're right. And I think my rebelling against my culture when I was younger was because I felt like it was forced upon yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So... I guess I'm sure that happens now. I'm sure there's still people God, who are yeah. forcing things upon to their kids. So I think this is where I think the schools come in, right? This is where I think there is a responsibility for, for, from the schools also. Yes, a kid needs to learn how to read, how to write, how to count. Those things are really important. But they also need to look, learn how to look after their own mind. They need to learn how oh, to, God, yeah, you know, be kind and be compassionate and, you know, learn how to eat healthily, learn how to move their body and do all these things. And so I'm not...
1: I 100% agree. And I also think that there will have to be a shift and the shift will probably come because ultimately, if you think about the way that we've evolved and the way that life has evolved and the technology, like we wouldn't have had to deal with the amount of, information and all of Great. this and the mental health like well, you know it would have been a couple of us had mental health issues back in the day but generally as a population we would have been fine whereas i think now it's going to tip in the other favor because of all of the chemicals that our children are eating because of all of the tv and the youtube and the social media and absolutely everything so i think now there is going to be a need for schools to step in Great. and teach about whereas we never used to but now i do think that it will t- it will take time but i do think that it will yeah. tip in that favor
0: how did i learn about life when i was a kid What I saw at home, what I saw at school, what I saw on TV. Yeah. Three things, three avenues. Like you said, right now, where are the, where are the date, where's the inputs coming from? Yeah, exactly. Everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Everywhere. But that's why I feel like we need to be strict with our kids. And I'm not, listen, my kids won't have phones. My kids don't even, they're eight and five and they don't even have their own tablets. I'm not judging anyone that does. But because I'm so acutely aware of the, the way that it affects my mental health, I think that's different as well. If you're someone that's always suffered with mental health, anxiety, that sort of stuff, or that you're hypersensitive, then it, it affects me more than the average person. So therefore I'm more heightened to it and i want to protect my children for and i know that my especially ernie he's as highly sensitive as i am so therefore i'm gonna have to work harder to protect him from things and so i'm gonna be that strict weird mum. like Kirsty Allstop says i'm that weird mum that won't let my kids have a phone and when they come home and cry and moan about it i'm like well that's the mum i am i don't really care do you know what i mean and i feel like i'm gonna be that person and luckily i hope that where we are and where we live and the people that we all vibe with kind of along the similar route, right? But we can't control if our kids are going to rebel. They might hate it and then end up, who knows?
0: Yeah, so I I agree. I think doing the right things at home, for sure, Mm. I think it does start from home. Um, I think it has to be done in the right way and I I'm not perfect. I struggle. I struggle with this. We talked about it. But don't
1: you think it's important? Another thing about this, you know, what we do, I think is important. And I always do this. I admit my mistakes all the time. Constantly. I'm not. I will. You know, as we said earlier, I, I say things, I do things. I'm crazy. But then I'll always sit down and tell. like, if I scream and shout at my kids, I understand this now. Yeah, that's not their fault. They don't deserve to be screamed and shouted at and therefore I need them to know that. So I'll always sit down and say, the way that mummy reacts to whatever you do is not your problem, that's mine. Mm. So even if you do something that's not right or even if you do something that's bad or naughty or whatever, there's a way of dealing with that. If I scream and shout at you, it's not because you're being naughty or bad, it's because I'm not dealing with that in the right way. Mm. And I always tell them that because I think that's really, really important as well to grow up like knowing that, you know, other people's treatment of you is nothing to do with you. It's more to do with them,
0: right? Yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I need to start doing I I, I Always. I'll I make mistakes. I, I, I admit to my mistakes and I'll apologize. But that explanation is really good. I think that's a nice way of looking at it. But yeah, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful because it does, isn't it? People's reactions and nothing. This is looking at me growing up. You know, people's reactions around me. Dictated how I behave, absolutely, right, and what I thought about people. You know, for yeah, you know, for example, I remember when I was younger, I was overweight, right, and I remember people in my own family would make comments all the time about my weight, mm-hmm. and even to the point where they were like, you know, oh, you're having an extra, you extra extra party, I know. Mm-hmm. So that made me think as a child that everyone's watching what I'm eating. So everyone must be watching what I eat yeah. because every time I go somewhere, someone's someone,
1: making comments about Someone's your, making a comment
0: about yeah. either my food or my weight. So everyone must watch you, mm. and that become then you suddenly what you start acting so that when people react, it's people pleasing. Yeah, that's where yeah. People pleasing starts right. Oh right. Well, if I if I eat a rot, if I eat an extra rotli or a chapati, I get this comment. Whereas if I do this, I get this comment. Yeah. Right. And so well, I'll do more of this to get this type of comment, and that's where the people pleasing starts. Mm. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think there's with with the whole kids thing, uh, it's hugely about what they see, environment, absolutely. I think the culture, you know, the culture's is, is changing. That's why we're getting now we we talked about this earlier, we're getting people who are coaching kids now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which whether what people think of that or not, I've I know someone I talked about, you know, my friend Natalie who's who who coaches children and I think she does a wonderful job. Mm. And I think there's there's a need I don't think I think, think every-
1: it is. I think it's definitely necessary
0: and she talks about and her coaching for children is about understanding emotions Mm. right it's understanding big feelings big emotions kind of almost what you were saying is like hey if someone else reacts to you this way it's not because of you absolutely and 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 how to deal with these and also it's
1: okay to have all of these different emotions like you can't ever tell you know don't ever tell someone to not be upset by something if someone's upset by something that's just the way that they're they're upset, right? However, this is another thing that I tell my kids about other children and about them. If someone gets angry, that's absolutely okay to get angry. Yeah. What's not okay is to hit someone, punch Mm. someone, throw things. That's not okay. That's you not dealing with your anger. You can have anger. It's absolutely okay to have anger, but it's not okay to then, you know, act out and hurt someone and whatever. Like that's the difference. So emotions are absolutely fine, but then how we deal with those emotions. I have to take my own advice. You
0: do, you do, literally. (laughs) No, I
1: do, that's the point though, because I think that's the other thing, I say this to Ernie all the time, he's hilarious my eight year old boy is absolutely hilarious have you ever read like Diary of a Wimpy Kid books no I haven't oh my god love, them, yeah. love 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 right. so I say to him like if you didn't have the experience that I'd, I'm a shouty mum I'm a recovering shouty mum now I might only shout at my kids once or twice a week whereas before it would be all day every day because that's one it's the way that I grew up mm. and two I was constantly in a state of anxiety right so I was constantly just on edge but now it's a lot more controlled and I'm a lot more better. And I do explain to my kids it's not okay for me to shout at you, etc. However, when Ernie tries to make me feel bad about certain things that I've done, I'm like, listen, if you didn't have the contrast, one, you would never know what's good and what's bad and what you like and what you don't. But number two, you wouldn't be as hilarious as you are now. <laughs> None of these comedians you see on the stage right about now had the most perfect upbringing where their parents went down on their level and said, oh, and how do you feel about that? Sorry, No. That just it doesn't happen. So comedians need a little bit of <laughs> a true. little bit of shouting every now and again. That's what I say. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a mum.
0: Uh, yeah. What a mum. You are, you <laughs> are. And and you're right. Ernie Ernie's 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 different though. He's he's in a in a really good way. He's so he's so mature and um
1: But listen, I'm not saying that this was my fault, but also I am saying that I've had a lot to do with that because uh, we were saying this earlier, like people please him. There's certain personality tests that you can do, right, to see whether you're an em- empathizer or a systemizer. Have I given you that one? Have you done no, it? No, I haven't. Done it. Right. So, what an empath is a highly sensitive person who is governed by their emotions. They pick up energy from others, so therefore, that's where the people pleasing comes in. So, we would react differently to um, if you're an empath, you would react differently to the way that people are towards you than others. Like, we'll pick it up. You can pick up people's bullshit straight away. If you go into a, a place uh, where someone's got the ump or there's a mood vibe, you will pick up. On that mood vibe, and without even realising it, your mood will be affected if you're an empath, right? Unless you're, um, you've empowered yourself and learnt all about it. Um, and Ernie is exactly that. He's a very highly sensitive child. So, and I recognise that from when he was an absolute baby. And this is why everything that I've done, because I'm thinking, I don't want him to have to have the struggles. I've always felt that I was different. I and and no one. Un, I had some good things and some not so great things, but the support wasn't there as much as I want to give him now. Right. right so right. that's why he is the way that he is yeah. because I recognize it. And I support him in that way, knowing that how would, how would I want to deal with it in that way and stuff like that. So yeah, he's incredible. He knows about mindfulness and about all of this sort of stuff and about his emotions and he journals a lot and he writes all the time and we meditate together and he's not, you know, it's not perfect. Obviously he's still eight years old, but Considering how he could be at this age, he's incredible. Like, even the difficult stuff that we have to deal with, I learned from him. Do you know what I mean? It's
0: amazing. Yeah. Get him him to keep the journals. Uh, Oh, God, absolutely. They'll be so valuable in the future.
1: Everyone should journal. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. My nan always told me that write something down, Lisa. Yeah. Write it down. Keep a pen and paper next to your bed and just write (laughs) things down. I'll never forget that. Yeah.
0: I recently um, started. Going back to my electronic journal on on my phone, and uh, just because I was not being consistent with the the writing, and I want to be, I want to be one of these people that writes everything down. Right? I really want Anisha's like that. She's so good. You look at her notes; it's like it looks amazing. Yeah, but
1: write what? What do you want to write down?
0: just be a good like journaling and just being good. I'm just not very good at the physical
1: writing.
0: Writing, I can write. I'm not like you know, Ill- completely illiterate. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about it that. It, it, it's slow, it's... Uh, and I know that's part of but it. But that's good. I know, that's I know, I know, so I, know I know. And yeah, that's I why know. I love the actual pen-to-paperness yeah. of it as well. I love it as well. But the problem for me is I like to go back and look at stuff. Yeah. And when something's... I've got like a couple of, three or four journals in there, which I have used. So it's not like I don't do it. But I've never looked back at them.
1: But why you don't need to. That's not what... Well, it depends on what we're talking about journaling. Quite, I journal to help with my processing of things that
0: have happened I know, but i write down ideas and thoughts and just generally like things like that so i want to
1: yeah but how do you feel before and after you've written those things down For feel better right well then that's job done you don't need to look back on it why do you need to look back on it
0: because when you're
1: writing a memoir
0: because i want to reflect on my journey and my experience So i'll give an example the best way i recently re-downloaded the app i used to use a few years ago to journal And I logged in and it kept, it has all my Mm -hmm. old log entries. This is from when Lily was a baby, when she was born. And I started reading through them right cuz it's just on, I was on the app I was yeah, just yeah. there and it was like you know she woke up three times this night and I was I was, and I was reading with with Anisha and I was like this is so cool I was just reading cuz I don't remember those, yeah, that yeah. exact that night true. when she woke yeah. up three days three times that night I don't remember but having that written down
1: yeah
0: is so powerful and I was and I started seeing other things about what I did and my workout and I and I wrote in there I managed to get to the gym today wasn't great but at least I did it and yeah. I wasn't doing the whole positive manifest but i was oh. thinking like that then but so, so they're changing you now i can see where you it were there, yeah you can so you know because yeah. it's hard to be in your to reflect on yourself where you- if you've changed so hard. Very hard,
1: maybe I've, I did always keep them, but recently I did get rid of some, but this is my problem now is when I look at people and I'm kind of on my starting out journey of coaching and stuff like that, but exactly what you said is so hard. And I struggle with this. I struggle now to relate to people who are where I was a few years ago, because mm. it's like, I can't get myself in that mindset. What yes. do I need? What is the 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 best advice I can give or, or that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. not. I've done so much work and I'm where I am. I can't even get myself back yeah. into the mindset of that, right? Because you're just like, well, this is just how it's. Yeah. You, you rewired your mind. Exactly. You think, well, this is just the way
0: things are, right? Yeah, Whereas, yeah I, I agree. That's but what, That's yeah, that's, right. that's where the self-compassion piece comes in as well. But yeah, so So keep the journals. You am going to keep the journals. But also, if I was re- listening to um, another podcast uh, YouTuber who's writing, who's writing a book and He's like you know his journals yeah, have formed, the, have formed the, book. the first early chapters of his book, well, most of his book. Yeah, right. So all he he's he does everything electronically. So he searched meditation in his in his in his journals, all online. Right. He searched meditation. He had like all of these entries where he's talking oh, about god, meditation. Oh god, it
1: makes it so sound if he wants like to write... I should be doing digital journals. So if
0: he wants to write a chapter on meditation. Or a, he wants to do a YouTube video or a yeah, yeah. reel or it's a post there. on meditation. He can just go, Boop, okay, I did that. And it's okay. amazing. So right? So
1: it's journaling more of like... A, almost like a diary entry a of what diary, you're doing. Yeah, and what you're doing.
0: don't have. I I'm doing it under. You don't have to. I'm just saying. I'm just sharing my. Experience, no, but it's true. You know? No, because
1: genuinely, I've already written like fifteen thousand words of my book I wrote a few years ago, and I'm hoping that a lot of that what? You've is what. Fifteen thousand yeah, yeah. words of a book. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like about this. And I've written a children's book. You know about the children's book? Hold
0: uh, on. Let's talk about this. We'll, we'll oh. hold on. Uh, start with a start with the children's book. You've already written a children's oh, book. Oh yeah, I've written a children's book. Has <laughs> it been published?
1: No, because so I wrote. This beautiful story about a unicorn. It's complicated. So I've oh, it's really hard to explain. So I have this long distance for two and a half years now. I've been with this guy who we just fell in love, but he lives in a different country. It's very, really complicated. We don't speak the same language. We do now, but we didn't at first. And one year his daughter lives in Colombia, because he's Colombian. It's really, really complicated. But basically, one year he said that he really wanted to um do something special for her, but he didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, why don't you write her a story? So, basically, he then said that's a really good idea. And he's he's really good, really articulate with words and make things sound beautiful in Spanish, Spanish right? Yeah. In Spanish. Um, Everything sounds beautiful in Spanish. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, God. Um, so, basically, I helped him and I wrote the book. Right? I wrote this story about a about a unicorn that loses her way and wants to find her happiness, but she looks in all the wrong places, right? It's a very powerful message about happiness coming from within. So, anyway, I wrote the story... And he read it and he made it a bit more beautiful. And then I took it to a few people and they were like, you need to make it rhyme. So like one morning I woke up at 3.40am for no apparent reason other than to sit bolt upright. And in 20 minutes I made this book rhyme. Amazing. I'm going to show it to you because it'll make you cry. It's really good. can't wait. But then that was a year and a half ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. So since then, I've been like, right, I've got to get this book published. I've got to do something with it. I've got to do something with it. And in the end, I spoke to a um, author and he kind of gave me some really amazing advice and said it does need work. So currently, I'm working on it. I haven't done anything. This is the thing, right? From September when the kids are back, I'm an author. I'm going to get it. But it's incredible. Yeah. It's an amazing story and it's basically that. And these are the books that I'm going to write for children is the important lessons, right? This one's all about self-love. I'm going to do ones about other things like with these characters. So, yeah, that's the children's book that I've written and that is in the pipeline.
0: There's your ne- there's your next oh, affirmation. God. I am an author.
1: I am an author. This is so hot, right? This is the other thing. My time is not easily, because of the ADHD-ness of my brain, my time is not easily... Uh, organised right so I have to say on one day it's not like oh when I get time I'll do it which it is right because it's hard to be creative it's not hard but when you're in your life of whatever you are being a mum being a this being a that trying to earn money I've just had to go you know whatever It's hard to be creative. So to get into that creative headspace, I kind of shy away from it. So what I'm doing from September is at least one day a week, I'm an author. So I'll go wherever I want to be. I might go up to Whips Zoo now that I've got a membership and sit on a bench and look over the hills. And that's where I'll just sit and I'll be an author. If something comes, it comes. If it takes six weeks for the inspiration to come, that will be what it is. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Love That's it. good. I so know. have got a book. And Amazing. the other book, I've yes. got a book. I've got one book. And then the other book I started writing about two or three years ago was about my four steps to ultimate happiness from where I was to where I am. And it's a lot about eating. There is some eating stuff in there as well. I know, right? I awesome. forget about this, Sanjay. So I forget the whole, that I've so written the whole, 15.
0: So the book is about four steps to There's four happiness.
1: steps to okay. absolute. I yes. don't know
0: should I tell you what they are. Go on, then, if you, if you don't mind sharing them.
1: No. I mean, someone, and then write the book for me, right? And I'll be like, oh, man. No, I'm joking. Gratitudes. Okay. Eating well. Yeah. Mindfulness slash meditation and sleep. Love it. So those four things, if you get them all right, and I tell you, obviously, there's a lot more to just, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how to get them all right.